Good afternoon. Good morning. Welcome to RC Stuff, powered by Habuing. Charlie Swanka here with Mr. Mike Chen. Mr. Chen, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Not bad. Not bad at all. I would like to say that I'm jet lagged, but I have no excuses because I slept. If you follow my social medias, I just got back from Japan, and that's why maybe the timing of this episode may trigger your alarms. But don't worry. Everything's fine. You just got a little <laughs> Mike and I tried to record while I was in Japan to make it super authentic. Unfortunately, the timing didn't work out. The night that I thought we were going to have time to do it, we got super delayed, and it didn't happen. So we figured we'd just do it now. So Thanks for your patience, everybody. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. I made a list of things for us to discuss because that's what I do now because often there's things I want to bring up on the podcast and then I forget. So I made a list. But first and foremost, Mike got to go to Florida for the MotoGP champs and you got to race and do all sorts of stuff. So can you tell us how awesome it was? Yeah, uh, it was a friggin' awesome time aside from the weather. I'm not not a fan of Florida weather. (laughs) Who is? Uh, But uh, no, the race was good. The track was phenomenal. The track had a really good flow to it this year. That was my biggest thing. Um, And it was just overall really, really fun event with some amazing pilots. And the one thing I will say is that the air quotes sports class that's supposed to be the slower guys, they're not much slower. (laughs) Oh, my God. They are some there's some really fast pilots. And like it's, it's unbelievable how how some of these people are some of these pilots are just progressing so quickly and they're getting really fast i mean and you know within their first couple years of flying i mean uh callie callie ames handed handed me my own butt on a silver (laughs) platter like i could not catch that girl so yeah shames is still fast (laughs) so is his daughter Awesome. You ran, there's, there's two divisions sort of in this open format of racing for multi-GP. You were in sports class, correct? Yep. And then wh- where'd you end up finishing? I looked at the rankings, but I, I didn't write that part down, so I already forgot. Oh, oh, it's all good. I ended up 15th overall. Oh, uh, I think 15th overall. Uh, Might have been 14th, because I'm actually looking at the results right now, and where I thought I got a third. Um, ah. Oh, no, this is, sorry, this is overall ranking. That's what it is. Okay. So, uh, 13, I ended up 14th overall. Sick. Yeah. I, I made some move. Nice. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'd never have, I can't even make it out of the first round when I go racing. So nice work, sir. Thank you. So if you guys hit us up for tech support, you're talking to the 14th fastest pilot in the sports class. If, if you have tech support issues, there you go. <laughs> Street cred. Sure. <laughs> And then you, so the, they changed the layout for pro class or did they run on the same layout? They ran on the same layout. Oh, really? So, yep. Same oh, track. Everything. I did not realize that. Cool feature they added this year was they added in a second timer, which was only three gates in. Uh, and what they were doing is they were calculating the average speed between those three gates. So you're coming through the very first start gate and then you're hanging a, a basically a hairpin 180 and then a slight listing right hand turn, you know, a right hand listing <laughs> to make the next gate. Mm-hmm. And I think the fastest speed they caught uh, through there was 109 miles an hour. Jesus. And according to the FAA, it's 99 miles an hour. Oh, of course. 
Yes. You can't legally. Yeah, there's some variance there in the math. Who knows? Yep. Yeah, you know, the timer might have been off or something. They're going around <laughs> a corner, so the distance could have changed slightly. Yep. But, yeah, that's – I mean, like, you got to think about that. That's that's averaging in a turn, too. Right. That's average yeah, yeah, speed yeah. In, a, in a hairpin turn. So – just to put that into perspective, that was that was really cool to to see. Moving, yeah. And then you, so. did, did, what, did you end up rooming with anybody, or did you have the your own no parties at the at the compound? Anything fun? Oh, actually, I so I found a stand-in for me at the bar. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I found another Asian guy. Oh, oh okay. That's, and, in Florida, and, those are hard to find, right? Yeah, and I gave I gave him my uh, my my work polo, and I even gave him my like challenge coin that I won for 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 the race as extra credentials, and I let him be I let him be me for the night. So uh, shout out to shout out to Kuzitron for being my stand-in for the night. Every <laughs> apparently I was a great time at the bar. <laughs> you went home and sent your doppelganger in. I like that. I should I should come up with that. That's a good idea. Oh, dude! I sent yeah, I sent, I sent the I sent my doppelganger in. It was great. I went back and I did. I had to catch up on a lot of work, so you know. Talcos, the life of a traveling tech support person is sometimes exactly. you got to sit down and do the emails. So, my, in know. my early mornings in Japan, I was answering emails, and my, when, before I'd go to bed, I try to answer a couple more emails, but it wasn't that bad. I got it easy compared to Mike over here. So. <laughs> uh. Awesome. Well, if the champs have been held, this is the third year now that they've been at the same location in Florida, and it's yep. become a almost a vacation destination for drone racers because it's a full-blown racetrack that's there year-round with amenities for the pilots that arrive, pit spaces and parking and all that is very awesome. And it's also at uh, <laughs> Mark... <laughs> And Mary's <laughs> home location, Matt and Michelle. That's a, it's a long time funny story. We'll tell it later one day. And they have built this place for folks to come race at. And MultiGP has been able to host the champs there for the last couple of years. There, you know, to no complaints of the racers. So Mike has come up with this wonderful idea. So Mike, t- tell me more about this. You mentioned it before we started. Yeah, it's uh, one of those things where I just want to, you know, make sure that people work, make sure credits given where credit's due. And I know um, <laughs> I keep wanting to say Mark and Mary, Matt and Michelle <laughs> have put so much time and money into this place to, to get it working the way it is. And then for all the events, you know, they, 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 they also put in a lot of their own money and their own resources to make every event that's being held at their location, a awesome event. And uh, I'm putting together a little, a uh, little thank you package for them, uh, if if you, you can call it that. Basically, I want to reach out to all the pilots. Uh, I'm reaching out to every single pilot that was at at the champs race, and um, setting up kind of like a, a GoFundMe thing where, like, if you can give anything from a dollar to whatever, um, just collecting as much money as I can, and just to, to you know give them a Give them the thank you they deserve. Right. You know, I know it's ne- not going to compensate for whatever they, they spent out of pocket to, to make these events happen. But it's just a way of, you know, I, I want I want I want a way for all the pilots to say thank you. And the what I'm, I am asking of all the pilots that I'm going to be emailing is that if you, you know, if you're not in a position to donate, that's fine. Um, what I what I 
would ask them to do is then at least at least write a thank you note to Matt and Michelle and, you know, just express your gratitude for letting us trash their backyard for an entire week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a lot of us racers, we're, or RC car folks, we're used to going to a track that's made, you know, built to supposedly make some profit. There's a shop and stuff like that. They, these guys don't have that. They just let people come there and race all of the time for a, a couple bucks for a club race type of deal. So they're not... They're not trying to make money in their backyard by any stretch. And when they do have people come over, you know, just the amount of coffee that um, yep. they make is, like, <laughs> extensive. And all of the people using the restrooms and the kids they let sleep in the extra rooms that they have. So uh, it's a, it's a, when I say kids, I mean the young racers. They're not like Louie. I'm being a weirdo. <laughs> I'm an old man, so everybody's a kid these days. I, I met those guys, like I've told this story before years ago at a Maker Fair event where they were volunteers uh, for one of the ASL shows that get put on at Maker Fairs, uh, Aerial Sports League. And they, she was the scorekeeper, and uh, I keep wanting to say Mark now, too. Matt, <laughs> Matt was racing, and I kept calling him Lead Boy. On the annou- I was the announcer guy. And she looks over at me, and she's like, it's LED. I'm like, LED? Or, or I was calling him LED boy, not lead boy. See, I'm getting it backwards now because we've corrected ourselves. <laughs> so I kept calling him LED boy, LED boy. And there's no LEDs. This was years ago. And she looks at me. She's like, no, it's not LED boy. It's lead boy. I'm like, lead boy? She's like, yeah, like Led Zeppelin. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I get it. So I didn't know his real name. And I'm standing there and I'm on the PA. This was, this was a couple months later. Now, mind you, I had spent a weekend racing with both of them. And we went to multi-GP IO at, in, in Indiana. And I'm standing and I'm like, hey, Mark, Mark. And I'm yelling over the PA, Mark. Why don't, what? And I look over at, at Michelle and I ask her, I'm like, why isn't he looking? Can he not hear? He's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, Mark. She's like, his name's Matt, you idiot. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I started jokingly calling them uh, Mark and Michelle for years. Every time I'd run into them, and there's a lot of group of people around like at these events. I'm like, hey. What's up, Mark and Michelle? Or I get them on the PA. I'm like, hey, if you guys haven't met Mark and Michelle yet, so I had everybody going by their wrong names, and it was it was a good time. Ter- <laughs> terrible name twisting. It's okay. I'm sure they forgive you, Charlie. Uh, Led boy. So if you run into him, call him Led boy. He loves it. It's his favorite name. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So no. So... Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, yep. No, that's all. I just, I just wanted to basically kind of get a thank you from all the pilots to them. And then, uh, you know, goes out to the, anybody who's ever flown at the ranch. If you ever want to, if you want to, you know, contribute to this as well, even if you weren't at champs this year or whatever, uh, feel free to send us an email at, uh, RC stuff at hobbywing.com and uh, we'll get you the information on how you can contribute if you'd like to. Yeah. if I mean, even if you just want to donate a few bucks to a good cause and some great people that we are big fans of, I love these guys when I go to events, and if you want to help us out, say, hey, RC Stuff said you guys are awesome, and we want to you know, donate a couple bucks. Here's a beer on us. Thanks. We do, that would be awesome, too. So, All right. So that we're going to move on to our next topic was my trip to Japan. If you didn't know, I occasionally get invited to be a race announcer. And Live RC is a company that I've worked with over the the years. They started off officially in 2008, and I was part of their very first broadcast. That was the 2008 IFMAR Nitro 1A Scale Off-Road World Championships that happened in North Carolina. We live streamed that, like kind of one of the first RC companies to do a telecast style where it was like, 
from when the track opened to when they closed, we were on the air talking to the kids in the chat and talking about what was going on on the races and all the, the behind the scenes stuff. And they've been doing that successfully for many years. And they've even moved on to full size motorsports now with their live race media platform. So it's a, pretty cool to still get an invite from these guys. And I got to work with Ken Stout. If you've ever listened to like ESPN or Mav TV, this dude's been around racing motorsports for a long time. He's done spotter work for uh, big IndyCar teams, and he's like a professional race announcer dude that that's been his full-time gig for years and years. So they got me working in the booth with this guy, and I'm, you know, amateur at best. We had a really good time calling it. I got, it was, we went out to the Infinity International RC Speedway. It's in Anabe, Japan, which everybody asks me, how far is it from Tokyo? It's four or five hours from Tokyo, probably by a car. If you take a bullet train, it's like two hours. We took a bullet train. It was awesome. Um, and the gentleman who owns Infinity RC Cars, they make nitro platforms, he built this place. He bought a, an old track in like 2019, revamped the whole place. New layout, new driver's stand, new everything from like the ground up. It's a beautiful facility. And they hosted the world championships. IFMAR is the International Federation of Model Auto Racing. They are the governing body that the various blocks are part of. So like in America, we have ROAR. Europe, they have EFRA, Japan or Asia, they have JMRCA. And there's these different blocks that have the, they all follow the rules and all that fun stuff. And they come together to make this IFMAR situation. And every two years, the IFMAR sanctioned classes have a world championship. So it's kind of a it's a it's a very prestigious race to make the final in. And even more so if you win a world championship, obviously, that's a super big deal. So I got to go out for five days of broadcasting or four days of broadcasting, five days of coverage. And in addition, got to do a vacation day in Japan and tour around. So it was a super awesome trip. And I did a Charlie Show episode from the event because I was there on what was Japan's Tuesday, America's Monday. So I got to shoot the footage and then get it posted from the hotel that evening. And you can take a walk around the facility and see what an A-scale on-road race is all about on last week's episode of The Charlie Show. Um, that all happens on a Hobbywing YouTube. Uh, it's called Hobbywing Official. And you can tune into that to follow along with weekly updates from my travels, unboxings, tech tips, how-tos, and uh, lots of nerd ventures is what I like to call them. Those are my favorite type of episodes to do. So have a good time with that. Um, and if you, I have a folder that I'm working on of our adventures around Japan. Because like I said, we got to do tourism things, walk around for a day, ride some trains, do the, all sorts of eating of awesome foods that I have if you guys like food pictures, I'll have some food pictures coming very soon. I got requests from people while I was traveling that to please post pictures of your food. So I did, but it was a good time. Dude. And uh, I, I, I want to—I bring it up also because I want to thank the gang at Hobbying Mike included. Because while I'm off doing that, I, they have to cover a lot of my work for me, the day-to-day -day operation stuff that I do here. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Cheers. I brought you guys all back little souvenirs. You're welcome, and thank you. Dude, you're killing me with those food pictures. <laughs> Mike's a Mike is a food fan. I like traveling with Mike because he likes to try good food. And I was thinking of you often because we would go places on purpose that didn't have English menus. So that was more authentic that way. And it was, it was a good time. <laughs> oh, man, dude. Yeah. Go, go check out his Instagram. Oh, my God. I swear I gained like 10 pounds just from looking <laughs> through your Instagram. <laughs> It, it, it ruins us because when we get back, we're like, well, how are we going to go home and eat now? Because everything's going to be terrible compared to this. 
Uh, yeah. So, on that note, I don't want to go too much into that because it's, it's not super hobby wing related or tech related. I went to a Nitro race and watched the World Championship and then broadcast it with a professional announcer with an awesome crew. And it was great at, at a really cool facility. Got to see some old friends. Got to hang out with Usushi Hara for a little while, catch up with him. We went to dinner and had an authentic style sit-down Japanese barbecue and had the, the, the kid who ended up finishing eighth overall ended up being our chef at the at the grill so that was super fun he cooked all of our meats for us it was, it was a really good time um, so thanks to the guys from live rc for inviting me super thanks to infinity for hosting the event and being such they took care of us i mean they, we stayed at the hotel that they stayed at they drove us to the track every morning they had shuttles and drivers and all that so the infinity guys pulled out all the stops they had an amazing barbecue at the track that was japanese style barbecue and they had 70 or 80 kilograms of Mitsuyaki beef, which is the level above Kobe, apparently. I didn't even know that was a thing. It was amazing. And so, oh, dude. Yeah. There's there's so many more levels. Yeah. Well, there you go. Kobe's like a tourism thing, apparently. I didn't know. They informed us, and we had... It was great. So thanks to all those guys. It was great. And but more, most importantly, I always have to mention it. Scotty Ernst forever getting me involved with this live RC situation and introducing me to the wonderful world of travel race announcing. And I love you, buddy. Uh, next on my list is Mike's idea, the ambassador program. If you, I mention it every time. And we, it's because of that, we're going to save a scotch of time. By saying it's awesome, and you should listen to the previous episode because we talk about it there, and you can find out how to get involved with the ambassador program. But real quick, tell them what it's about, Mike. Well, the ambassador program is just a simple way to help the guys who are just keeping everybody having fun. Because um, you know, you know, all the sponsor guys are always like the fastest guys, but you know, let, let I I feel like there's a there's a key point there that's also being missed where people who really help the community out, whether it's drones, cars, whatever, um, they're always helping, you know, they're, they're always that guy that just helps everybody get their build going, get their plane flying, get their car driving right. And just keeps everybody having fun. Yeah. That's what this is meant for. So if you know somebody, that's what we're looking for. I really would love Love, love, love to hear more. I would love to see a lot of nominations and a story that goes behind it of why you think this person deserves to be a ambassador. So you can just send us an email with the cool story, rcstuff at hobbywing.com, and we'll add them to uh, put ambassador in the subject line because it helps me pay attention when I'm filtering through emails. I'd appreciate that. If you don't, it'll still work. Um, if speaking of winners, the real reason that most of you have turned in is to find out how to win some stuff from us. How do they do it? Send an email <laughs> to rcstuff at hobbywing.com. You want to include your name, your address, type out your email for me, your shirt size, and what kind of RC stuff you're into. If you want to tell us a story, whatever the case may be. Now, I did notice something today when I was picking this week's winner. Oh, no. Some of you have clearly been told to just send us an email and you'll be entered to win. And you don't include all of the information. So I had like four or five people that sent us some information, but not their name or not their address for shipping. And that's a crucial part of this thing. You got to follow the rules, include the items that we say. So I was thinking like, well, you didn't tell us your, your address and I picked you. 
you should still win because I could just hit reply and ask you for your address. That's that's that seems biased. So you got to follow the rules. You can send your address. So if you happen to send us an entry and you didn't send your address, you should resend it because, you know, you got disqualified and we didn't tell you. Resend it and make sure you include everything. Again, email address, shirt yep. size. Type it. Address. Yep. And what kind of RC stuff you're into or that's what the kind bare of RC minimum. stuff you want to get into. That's yeah. the bare minimum. Right. That's the bare minimum. And this week's winner, well, we'll get to that Ooh. in just a second. I got some more stuff I want to talk about before we get to this week's winner. Because oh, really? I, might, I might forget. Yeah. Uh, before I went to the World Championships, I flew down to San Diego to do some top secret testing on some new things that are coming in the Hobby Wing lineup. And I can't tell anyone about it. But I did get to spend a few days working at the track. And through that, they had club racing, and I got to hang out while they were doing their club racing. And a dude walked up to me. His name was Phil. And he's like, hey, I won on RC Stuff. Thanks very much. So I got to stand there and talk with a listener that won for I thought that was a super cool experience. So please. Oh, is that what that post is about? Yeah. Okay. Now that makes more sense. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. So there's two. There's, there's, there's two of them. One was the one, the guy that I met, and the other one was the most recent winner that posted and tagged us, talked about his install, Beer Goggles RC guy. He way into the stuff. So Phil won long ago, like in the early days. I think he said back maybe when Jet was still uh, the co-host. I could uh, – it's been a lot going on, so I don't remember the fine details. I'm sorry, <laughs> Phil. I'm sorry if I don't remember the fine details. Email me, and I can. I'll, then I'll know. Um, but Beer Goggles was a guy who won recently, won a rock, call set, rock crawl setup. So he posted a picture and tagged you and me and all that. So appreciate stuff like that. It means a lot to us that you guys are out there listening still. Uh, Phil even mentioned that he had his buddies listening to it, told them all to enter to win. So thanks, guys. We definitely appreciate all, all the love out there. Make me feel like a superstar. Right. Totally. <laughs> and then I think... Now, now we can do the winner of this week's oh. episode. Oh, really? Without further ado, from Huntington Beach, California, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Andrew Sow. I, I, I think it's Andrew Sow. <laughs> you don't sound very sure about that. <laughs> I'm not super sure about it, but hey, there you go. Congratulations, Andrew. He's in A-scale buggy racing, so hopefully we'll get him a super sweet A-scale setup along with some awesome RC stuff swag. And one more final topic before we wrap this up. The much-anticipated, long-awaited update to the Max Series lineup has been announced and is... Right now, just about now, available for purchase. The Max Six G Two combos. There has been a lot, you know. There's been a, a whole a gap in the lineup for motor sizes and combos that we had as far as speed control motor sizes for these large scale bashers. So the entire Max series got the G Two lineup, which makes them waterproof, sensor sensor based, and in a much wider range of voltage from my God. Down to uh, from as low as 3s up to I think we're to 12s now with the Max Four. 2s, always low oh, yeah. as 2s. Sorry, as low as 2s. You're right. She's tech support. Longtime RC guy over here is getting corrected by the drone tech. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Welcome. I got you. Thanks. And so these Max Six G2 combos are the the final kind of piece in the puzzle. And this has the most updates of any of them, in that the speed control 
now has the Bluetooth built into it. It's the second speed control in the series to have the Bluetooth built into the speed control, which makes it a much cooler for tuning. All you need to do is get your phone out, download the app, and away you go. So those are going to be available right about now. I did an, uh, a first look at them, and by the time this episode is live, you should be able to tune into the Charlie Show to see the unboxing, and you can go to HobbyWingDirect.com and pre-order or talk to your local hobby shops. They can get you one on pre-order as well. Uh, two new combos coming out. The Hold on. I forgot the size. Forty nine ninety. Sixteen fifty KV. There you go. That will now do eight S. Yep. Go ahead. Keep going. And then the fifty six ninety. Six fifty six ninety. Yeah, the the ninety part in both the ends screwed me up. <laughs> Eleven hundred KV. Yep. That also does up to eight S. Yep. The the one I have is a twelve fifty KV. I think the 5690 is a 12. Oh, you're, you're right. You're right. They changed that. It's no longer 11. Yep. We have a billion samples yep. and pre-release on informations that we work with. And Mike actually reads them, so I don't. And he's more in the loop than I am. It's the, the, the larger Max 5 motor. It has an 1100 kV. The right. uh, 56 18? Uh, yeah. 118. And if you're into the bashing stuff, that 118 size was just a little bit too long for a lot of them. So these 90 millimeter lengths, these numbers stand for the sizes of the motor. The first two digits are the diameter. The second set of digits is the length in millimeters. So these 90 millimeter length motors are going to fit a lot more vehicles and make a lot more people smile ear to ear when they pull trigger. <laughs> That's the best advert I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> so you guys you want to find out more about that website or check out our YouTube channel and you'll see an unboxing and a pre-look and I'll get these installed in my X Max very, very soon. I have some new batteries on their way, so I'm excited. Nice. Um that brings us to a close. Mike wait, hold on. Mike, you got anything else before I close this? Mm, no. We already did shames is still fast. Yeah. But Callie's also fast now too, so <laughs> Um, I got I got my work cut out for me. <laughs> you know, long bro to hoe, as I always say. Well, Shames is pretty easy. He's getting old, so I, I got to play the. All I got to do is play the waiting game with him. <laughs> never, but Callie's but Callie's younger than me, so like, never underestimate yeah. old man strength. Just come out of nowhere. Well, on that note, folks, that brings us to a, the end of another episode of RC Stuff. We thank you, as always, for listening. Charlie Sawenka here with Mr. Mike Chen. We will see you all next time. Bye.